Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, June 22nd. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Gold hit a 2018 low this week. The plunge started last Friday when gold opened at 1305 and closed $26 lower at 1279. From that point on, gold closed below the prior low each day, hitting its 2018 low point yesterday. Gold prices edged up early Friday as trading opened in Asia and Europe, recovering slightly from those six-month lows as the dollar slipped. As I record this podcast, gold is trading at 1270.40, silver is at 1644, and the silver-gold ratio stands at 77.38. Gold's struggles are directly related to the strength of the dollar. On April 10th, gold was trading at over 1370 per ounce. That same day, the U.S. dollar index was trading just above 89. Since then, it's moved to trade to a high just shy of 95. That 6% gain in the value of the dollar converts to roughly the same drawdown in the value of gold, before adding in the price change due to selling pressure. This despite uncertainty in the markets due to the escalating trade war. The Dow dropped nearly 200 points yesterday. That was the eighth straight daily decline and the longest losing streak since March 2017. The safe haven asset of choice has clearly been the U.S. dollar, but why? Peter Schiff did an analysis on this during his podcast this week. There are a number of reasons people are bullish on the dollar. One of the biggies is that interest rates are going up, and they think that's going to continue. They also seem to think that budget deficits are good for the greenback, and they believe the trade war is going to continue to strengthen the dollar. Peter called these ideas nonsense, and I have to admit, I agree with him. Just a quick side note, whenever I talk tariffs, I feel compelled to remind everybody that tariffs are taxes. You don't tax yourself into prosperity. When you think of it in those terms, this notion that a trade war is good is a lot harder to swallow. At any rate, President Trump has announced a new round of tariffs on the Chinese, in retaliation for the tariffs the Chinese levied on us, in retaliation for the first round of tariffs we levied on them. Yeah, this is already starting to look like a vicious cycle. It's interesting. Stocks have been down, but most analysts expect a rebound today, and overall, the stock markets haven't reacted as negatively as one might expect. In fact, the Russell 2000, representing smaller companies, has actually continued to gain ground. This indicates that investors seem to think the U.S. will win the trade war, or at least it won't significantly impact the U.S. domestic economy. To quote Peter, again, this is nonsense. Nevertheless, the nonsense continues to drive the dollar higher. The dollar index climbed above 95 this week. Keep in mind, it was trading in the 88 range back in February. That was from a high of 105 in early 2017. The strong dollar right now is the big reason for the recent weakness in gold. Remember when everybody was bullish on the dollar back in 2017 because rate hikes? Well, we've gotten rate hikes, but the dollar fell. Now we have two other misconceptions driving the dollar up. This notion that the greenback will benefit from the trade war and from larger budget deficits. Let's look at this deficit thing first. The idea is that big deficits coupled with the Fed shrinking its balance sheet will mean we'll see trillions of dollars in treasuries hit the market. And that's true. The U.S. is going to have to sell a lot of bonds. But the thinking is that this will absorb dollars and that will lead to a dollar shortage. 
But once the government gets the dollars from selling the bond, what does it do? It spins them back into the economy, right? It hands out welfare, Medicare, Social Security. It builds roads. It pays defense contractors. It's not hoarding those dollars. It's spending them. Furthermore, treasuries are really just dollars. Practically speaking, the supply of dollars is really the supply of Federal Reserve notes and the supply of Treasury notes. They're all notes. They are all promises to pay dollars. The only difference is the Treasury notes have a fixed maturity date and a yield, while Federal Reserve notes don't. It's all part of the global money supply, though. So to say that selling Treasuries will create a dollar shortage is, well, pretty silly. The Treasury is flooding the world with its IOUs for dollars. On top of that, the government is broke. It can't afford to pay high interest rates. That's why the Fed will never actually shrink its balance sheet. It's going to have to ultimately cut rates and go back to quantitative easing. Right now, individuals and institutional buyers are buying up treasuries, so that might let the Fed off the hook for a while. But at some point, interest rates are going to have to climb as all of these bonds hit the market. Keep in mind, the Chinese and the Japanese are dumping U.S. debt. I'll link to an article about that in the show notes page. The Fed can't let this happen. It's going to have to start a QE program again. If not, the economy is going to crash. Somebody has to buy all of these treasuries. There's simply too much debt out there to sustain any extended period of high interest rates. As Peter said, eventually what's going to happen is the demand for dollars is going to collapse, not the supply. And when the demand for dollars collapses, then the price of the dollar will collapse as well. You're going to get massive inflation. That's what's coming. Okay, so what about this whole trade war business? Well, the idea is that tariffs will shrink the trade deficit, leading to a shortage of dollars. U.S. trading partners get dollars by trading products to the U.S., so less trade means less dollars, right? But the problem is they've already got a glut of dollars. It's not like China and other countries don't have a bunch of dollars from exporting products to the United States for decades. Dollars are piling up around the world. So just because the trade deficit might shrink, That doesn't mean the trade deficit is going away. The U.S. will still be supplying the world with an asset it already has in abundance. This idea that the dollar will skyrocket because the trade deficit shrinks a little bit is simply not going to play out. And you also have to consider the impact on the broader economy of a trade war. Remember, a tariff is a tax. That means Americans will be paying higher prices. And we've already seen this in some, uh, some industries. In fact, I have a friend who's building a house, and he just said that his price for wood has gone up because of the wood tariff, the lumber tariff that uh, Trump slapped on Canada. So that's less spending power for you and me. And if the trade deficit is shrinking, that means America is not importing as much stuff from China and other countries. So where is it going to get that stuff? It's not like America is making all of the things that are imported from China. If Americans aren't buying as much stuff from the Chinese, it will ultimately mean America is buying less stuff. And that means a drop in U.S. GDP. So what's going to happen if the economy slows down and unemployment picks up? Well, the Fed is going to slow down on its rate hikes. It's either going to hike more slowly or call off the hikes completely or start cutting rates depending on how much the economy decelerates. So when that happens, where are people going to go? Gold. Maybe silver. But precious metals. Interestingly, some countries are already buying gold. Russia dumped nearly half of its U.S. treasuries in April. But the Russians continue to buy gold as they attempt to minimize their exposure to the dollar. 
In fact, the Russian central bank added another 1% to its gold reserves last month. On a side note, can you imagine what would happen if the Chinese decided to hold a similar fire sale on U.S. treasuries? It would create significant problems for the American economy. Interest rates would likely soar and the dollar would plunge. Some people have said the Chinese may actually use this nuclear option if the trade war gets too far out of hand. Something to think about. Kyrgyzstan is another country buying a lot of gold. That country's central bank governor told Bloomberg that holding its reserves in the yellow metal provides economic security and decreases the country's exposure to international financial risks. Quote, the rules of the game are changing. It doesn't matter what currencies we have in our reserves. Dollars, yuan, rubles, all make us vulnerable, he said. Many of the reasons central banks are holding gold also apply to individuals. The yellow metal has historically afforded investors a hedge against currency volatility and independence from the global financial system. Remember, gold doesn't have any counterparty risk. In simple terms, gold stands alone. Its value is intrinsic. You're not depending on a party on the other side of the equation for the value of your asset. If you hold dollars, you're putting some level of faith in the U.S. government. I don't know about you, but I'm not so sure putting faith in the D.C. political class is the wisest move. The price of gold has dropped. This may well be a buying opportunity. Like I said, smart people buy low. When steak goes on sale, you buy steak. This is not the time to ignore precious metals. Everybody else might be out there in the mainstream, but that is an opportunity for you. To learn more, talk to a Shift Gold Precious Metal Specialist today. Just call 1-888-GOLD-160. That's 1-888-GOLD-160. Or visit our website at www.shiftgold.com. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more, and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. And if you haven't done it already, subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap at iTunes for free. There's a link on the show notes page. Thanks again for listening, and I will talk to you again next week.